What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You got Jones and Sully back here again this week with a whole bunch of stuff to discuss from NBA playoffs to some new transactions in the NFL and to the Raiders welcoming themselves into Vegas the right way. Um, but let's get started with uh, some NBA playoff talk. We got the, the play-in tournament starting early next week, but May 18th, 17th, something like that. Um, and yeah. there's a lot on the line, uh, a lot of big games tonight, uh, Tuesday night. Um, but let's get into it. Um, first we got the Knicks and the Lakers tonight, which who would have thought that these two teams would be playing in a game in May with the same record at the Staples Center with serious playoff implications. I mean, the Knicks over under was 22 and a half this year. And the Lakers were the heavy favorites to win the NBA title, um, and they still could be. You know, I think I think they're still second in the odds, but uh, the Lakers could be in the playing tournament, and they could be going up against the Warriors, which isn't exactly an easy one game matchup. Um, so, what what are we thinking for the Lakers? How we, you think they're going to be able to sneak into the playing uh, out of the playing tournament to the sixth seed? Or are they going to be stuck in there? Um, well, let's break this down. I mean, yeah, it is very, it's a very precarious situation right now. You have the Lakers at 38 and 30 and the Knicks at 38 and 30. Uh, just absolutely wild. Um, yeah, obviously injuries have hit Lakers pretty hard from AD to Schroeder to obviously LeBron. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Knicks are, the Knicks are after beating the Clippers the other day, people are finally like, wow, they're actually good. Like they are. They are since, like you said, since they got Dark Rose, they have the best record in the in the league. Like they're, they're. I mean, you know, it, it's really not that crazy when you think about it because they have the best defense in the in the league right now. They have the number one defense. Um, I guess that is the surprising part that they have the number one defense. You you you'd think they'd be better with Thibodeau, obviously, but being number one obviously surprising to anyone. The improvement from guys like Rose and Barrett and Randall and that effort on the defensive end is just. Um, they're they're a fun team to watch. Um, they, they play they really smart. They share the ball. They're a testament to hard work and good coaching. Can can win. Can you can be a good defensive team with just those two? Yeah. Teams. You don't need supreme defensive talent. You can. They're they're not a top twenty team talent wise. No, no, they're not. I, I mean, they're most the three most talented players in order are probably what is it? Randall, Barrett, Rose. Yeah, I mean, that's fair in terms of talent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Derrick Rose has been tossed around like, you know, he's been tossed around like crazy lately. Randall, you know, Randall's never been thought of like he is now. RJ is, you know, a young guy, obviously. Um, RJ's coming into his own. I mean, he he, could, he is. He's playing well. He could really be, you know, he takes that next step next year, and we're now talking star. You know, we're talking over 20 points a game. Um, you know, the yeah. five, six rebounds, assists range. Um, and that's, yeah. those are stars numbers, you know? Um, yeah. And, and uh, to compliment Randall, they, him and Randall seem to compliment each other fantastically. And you, they you do. get a, a point guard in there. I mean, that, they got that, uh, he might not play this they year, do. but they got that, the Spanish kid, Luca Vildoza, uh, who everyone is enamored with. Um, and that's the type of reason you keep the, that's why you keep the cap space available. They were able to yep. sign him while no one else could, and they got him for essentially nothing, $3.5 yeah, million over the next four years. Yeah, that was a steal. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, this it'll – be, it'll be a real rim rocker if the, if the Knicks are able to go into Staples Center two times in a row and beat both L.A. teams in the last week of the season. Yeah, it will. But um, in regards to the, the sixth seed, you know, by the looks of it, their Lakers are a game and a half behind, and really – uh, they lost the tiebreaker. So really, depending on how it shakes out today, they're either it's almost really like two or three games behind almost um, because, you know, if they win, they'll be one game behind and the Blazers set the tiebreaker. So, but the Blazers schedule, they have three games left. They have the Jazz and the Suns, who are both fighting for the one seed. They could easily lose both those. And then the Nuggets. Um, those are three all losable games. Uh I don't really see them winning more than one of those, to be honest. Yeah. They could win two. I, I just uh, the Jazz and Suns are both playing for something right exactly. now. Exactly, and, yeah. and we'll see. We'll see what the Trailblazers are. I mean, we'll see what the Nuggets are in the last. They they might be 
jostling for position as well. So they've been they could go zero and with the between the four and the five, the three, four, and five. So yeah, so they could go zero and three or one. I, if I had to guess, I'd say they go one and two there. The Lakers. If I had to, no, this is the Blazers. Okay, they have okay. the they have the Jazz, the Suns, and the and and, and then the Nuggets. The yeah, Lakers, on the other the hand, have it. Teams you want to play if you're the Blazers. Yeah, and then the Lakers, on the other hand, they have. If they get through the Knicks, they could very well run. If they have the Knicks, then they have the Rockets, which is an automatic win. Pacers, which is a very likely win. And then the Pelicans without probably no Zion. At this point, the Pelicans are 99% out of the playoffs. They're not going to rush Zion back to the last few games. So you're going to have a Zionless Pelicans who's playing for nothing. So I think this is what I think with the whole LeBron thing. You know, he aggravated the ankle. You know, he complained he'll never be 100%, whatever. Aside from that, I think this is a very strategic move from the Lakers and a smart one now that I more think about it. If the Lakers win tonight, I think LeBron comes back probably for the Pacer game or the Pelican game. Probably the last two. Maybe he'll probably play limited in the Rockets game, but they'll probably run the table if they win, if they beat them. Um they don't even need LeBron for the Rockets game. Maybe maybe he plays 10 minutes, 15 minutes if they need him. Who knows? And, and he'll be back for Pacers, Pelicans. But if they lose against the Knicks tonight, they have virtually no chance of getting that. LeBron does not play another regular season game, nor should he. What what Rest up the ankle. Take the extra week, in my opinion. Um, LeBron, LeBron's IQ, LeBron's chemistry with players, he knows how to pass. Come on. Um, it's more the other guys. And I know I'm not saying chemistry means nothing, but... I mean, at that point, if you lose tonight, to me, that means set LeBron, rest LeBron, get a fully rested LeBron as much as you can. Um, but if they win tonight, then it gets more interesting. Then maybe you let him play limited, like I said, or you even rest him another game because it's the Rockets. And then those last two games, depending on how the Blazers play as well, you could go 4-0 and the Blazers would go could go one and two, and then you would get that six seed, which is very much possible if they win tonight. So I think all it matters on tonight. I think that is a huge part of it, how how it shapes out tonight. And I think which I think the Lakers I, do win it tonight. Which is why I was surprised that LeBron backed out of tonight at, in the middle of the day today. Maybe he was, he's more banged up than we think. I, I mean, that, to me, that has to be it because, you know, if you can go – the, if you're LeBron, if you can go, this is the game to go, you know, of any of the games that are left. This is what I would, yeah, this but is the game I'd go to. I, no, I, I agree. But um, if they can win without him, then that buys him more time. And then, like I said, the Rockets game, they don't really need him against the Rockets. Uh, it's, it, it, I think, I think it's affecting him more than we think. He's what, 36 years old. He played a million games. Um, his body probably isn't reacting as well as it has, obviously, in the past. But I think it's also the confidence that if we're we're in the seventh seed, where they're they're not gonna be worse than the seventh seed, they're gonna have two chances. So they're gonna have to beat either a team like the Warriors, and if they lose that, they'll play a team like the Spurs or Grizzlies the or Grizzlies. Someone like that. Um so they have two cracks at it. Um, you know, I'll I'll take my chances. With a fully rested LeBron. You know, against the Warriors, uh, I'm going to take the Lakers personally because of how big they are and how, I mean, the the, the Warriors have no size. Not that they're going to be easy, that Curry could go off. Um, and, you know, Schroeder's going to come back. He, Schroeder's soon to coming back, too. I don't know if Schroeder's playing tonight, but Schroeder's a huge boost to them. Yeah. That, um, I think that's what you have to worry. That's the real worry with the Warriors is that Curry just, you know, has – 46 13 and 8 you know and just puts on a, a clinic and oh of course but but they can almost virtually i mean i know i get trading twos for threes but they can really beat them up down low with drummond and lebron and ad they could really um get them in foul trouble and uh, virtually that... get almost automatic twos with no wiseman at all it's like looney down low i mean it's i, I i'll like i'll take my chances but if they play the Spurs, I really like the Lakers, and if they played the played the Grizzlies, I still think they have a good chance. So, I could see why they're why why he'd be a little more cautious. Um, but it it surely makes for a more entertaining basketball. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good problem to have, I guess, if you're if you're a fan. 
Um, but, I mean, you, you know, got the LeBron. How, haters, how do you feel you know? if you're the you're the Jazz or the Suns? You know, you finally break through and you're the top seed, top one two seed in the West, and then you get dealt fucking LeBron in the first round. LeBron and AD. You feel t- it's I mean, what shit luck? Realistically, is that? you you feel terrible. Realistically, you you feel terrible. It's gotta but, be a, it's um, gotta be a psyche thing. Like you, you just you gotta psych yourself up for it. Like yeah, I mean, you but, gotta psych yourself up. Either the Lakers aren't as good as we thought. Or that we're so good, like this is our chance to prove it to everyone. Because whoever, if if either of those teams beat LeBron and the Lakers, they immediately become the favorite to go to the championship from the West, from the finals in the West. Yeah, of course. If you knock off whether it's either team, um, there's good teams, obviously. You know, vice versa, whether it's the Suns or the or um, Suns or or the Jazz or the Nuggets, the Blazers. There's tons of really good, talented teams. The Mavericks have come on strong, like I thought they would. Sorry, Dave, in the draft pick, but um, oh, it's tough. They've really. I, that's where I kind of thought they'd be the five to eight seed range. Um, they're in that five right now, I think. Uh, but you know, I think you know, I, I I think that you know, whoever beats them, if they did beat them, you know, you got to look at them and say, wow, they finally beat they beat. It's like David versus Goliath, even though the, the one eight seed or two seven, it's really no one's ever beat LeBron in the playoffs before the finals ever since the Celtics. I know. That's I, crazy I to already, say. I can also already hear the narrative being painted like, oh my God, LeBron made it through the toughest uh, ringer ever to make this NBA finals because he played the one seed in the first round and then beat like, you know, and then beat the two, the five seed. Well, it, you know? well, I think it, it depends who he plays, but I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough road either way. Exactly. I'm, I'm um, saying there's no difference in him beating the one seed in the first round and beating the one seed in the Western conference finals, you know? No, it's not, but he, 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 this way they would verse. It'll be betrayed as like his toughest test. Like, Oh my God, he, did but, I, but I think it is tougher in a way though. Because you're versing better teams, though. Because if he, if they were the two seed and versing the eight seed, they'd be versing a much lesser team. That's fair, but you know, so so like let's let's you're play also it out. Knocking out the early team, like you're the eight seed, you know, like you're you're knocking out other team, the top teams yourself, you know, and it like early. Well, and then there's lesser it, teams. It's in the possible. Back end. Let's say, let's say, let's say they're the seven seed, um, and they and they beat, so they they'll play. They'll play the Suns or the or the Jazz, right? Then in the second round, if they're the two, you know, they'd get the Clippers, and then in the finals, they could reach, they could verse the the other of the Suns or or the Jazz. So they could verse the Suns, Jazz, and Clippers. They could verse all three best teams in the West, with how they're positioned right now. Yeah, I, that's true. That's true. Um, so we'll so if if that were the out. case. If that were the case, and you could also make the argument, though, that the Suns and Jazz are newcomers and that they aren't as strong as they are, but I think they're really good teams. Um, but yeah, that's but also at the true. same that's token, the I think, angle. and at the same token, though, I think the Nuggets are dangerous. I mean, I mean, uh, Paul Michael Porter Jr. is playing out of control, out of his mind. I like, like I I said this like, like Murray almost is becoming expendable. Like Murray, the, those. If they had Murray, though, like uh, if they if the but, Nuggets but had Murray, I, I'm, I'm I I, I, like I disagree them, you know, though because they weren't ever they weren't playing this well with him though they weren't playing they're playing with Porter as the second guy they're playing much much better than when they had all three of them Murray did we, have we a, saw, Murray had a down year I mean he was the fucking best player in the NBA I, I still think it's playoffs. it's how it gels though I think it's how it Jokic. And Murray both play a lot with the ball. Murray's the point guard. I know he's a shooter, but Jokic has the ball as much as any forward, you know. And then, you know, it kind of leaves it leaves Porter third string and Porter showing that he's not a third string guy. Porter showing that he's an alpha scorer. Like he's putting up the guy's putting up like 25 and 10 consistently routine. He's shooting lights out from three. He's he's expanding his game. Um, I think the games don't mesh as well. Like like they're just playing so well um i think they were nine and one at one point they yeah, want a they nine and one in, in their first 10 games without jamal murray they were nine and one yeah um you know i'm not willing to say you know for sure but i mean if they go to the conference finals or the finals and go to seven games um this this i don't know i think i think i think 
Porter's really part of it's him stepping up. Part of it is, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy for them to trade Jamal Murray, especially if they could shed some salary cap to do it. Cause they're not, gonna have it's to, not like you wouldn't get a good return for him. Also. Gonna, exactly. He's still a young star. He's a legitimate young star. Um, and they're going to have to give Michael Porter jr. A max. Like hundred percent. They're going to need to give him a max. I mean, I mean he's, I, I don't he's, think he he's proven one, to be going to have to give him a max. That's a, that's the rule of the NBA these days. So. Well, I I, the only reason I don't think he wouldn't deserve a max would be because because of possibly him on defense. But I mean, I mean listen I to these numbers he's putting up. Definition of a max contract to me. Like, listen I, to I, these numbers he's putting up: twenty-eight, thirty-one, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-five, twenty-three, twenty-eight, thirty-one, thirty-nine, twenty-six. I mean, he's he's playing like a like a like a alpha one score, like twenty, like legit twenty-five plus a game he's a legitimate star he's a legitimate star. He's, he's yeah he's a legitimate star he's putting up seven and a half rebounds a game thank god the knicks, um, took, knicks took kevin knox instead where would we be i know him? right um that's i mean it was the perfect time to take them whether they took him at like what, what was it 14? 14 i mean the risk risk reward they didn't need him and now he's the star he was supposed to be the number yeah. one pick and they got him at 14. yeah i mean and, he, and he's still young he's 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 like what is he 21 yeah 20 or 22 um He's, he's, he's not seventy three. That's 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 a different Michael Porter. It's definitely he's definitely not seventy. He's twenty two. He's twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. No, it, was, it definitely wasn't his daddy. There, it was like a business <laughs> guy. Like, um, but uh, eight nine. He's one ninety eight. Wow, I feel old. Um, but I I, I almost think I uh, will see how this plays off. But I really like how they're playing without him. I mean, uh, yeah, if, I'm, if you're talking to me about those, like, secondary, those, like, middle-tier teams, the, you know, Denver, Dallas, Portland, um, who's the last one, I guess, in there? I guess, I mean, I guess the seven would be the Lakers. I mean, out of those three, I'm taking Denver. I like Denver the best out of those three teams, you know? I don't – I'm not – Yeah. Right. Portland I is agree. just – Portland's the definition of insanity, you know? They do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Well – well, well, two years ago they made it to the conference finals, and then they lost in what five, four or five to the, it was to the Warriors team though. It was yeah, the, the star started Warriors team. It so, was the team um, that and lost that's probably the, the, the team that lost to the Raptors, right? Before yes. all the injuries. Yeah, yeah, that team. Yeah. if that team was healthy, they're they're beating that Raptors team in in fucking. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's that team is that team's one of the most talented teams we've seen. I mean, that's because they by lost the Clay year. and Durant. Right, Clay got hurt in Game Six. Durant right. played a few games. I, f- I forgot. Um, he played like one or two, and then came. He he. The game he got hurt in, like the game where he tore his Achilles, he only played a few minutes. He tore his Achilles pretty quickly after coming in. That was in the finals. Yeah, I think that was game. That was four. in the finals. Yeah, maybe maybe game five. Um, Honestly, I forget. I don't. Yeah. It feels like ten years right. ago now, um, but yeah, I mean that team was that team was unreal. I, I just uh, the the West is the West is going to be so interesting this year because of the Lakers being out of position. You know, it really resets the whole seating. You know, the, it, how the how yeah. each round is going to break down because you don't know what the Lakers are. You don't know what they because it's not like you know LeBron came back for a few games. They were they they were one and three or something like that. And they and couple of the, they lost to like two of the worst teams yeah. in the league, um, so the Lakers to me are still a wild card. I mean, obviously we could see we could see the Lakers anywhere from going out in the first round because they went up against the Jazz or the or the Suns and they're not exact they're not like you know the best form of their current selves in the Lakers, or we could see them just be the Lakers we thought they were going to be all year and run through it to the finals, you know, or run through it to the Western Conference Finals and you know have some real hard-fought battle against the Clippers, you know, or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. Jazz, whoever makes it. Um, so uh, the, to me, the Lakers are the, are, are going to dictate the whole – whatever happens to them are, is going to dictate the whole um, yeah. finals. I mean, part of me would really love to see uh, – part of me would like to see, uh, apart from, you know, my, my dis- disdain for LeBron and the Lakers in general, I just – part of me would really like to see them – 
get eliminated in the first round just to because I think we'll have such amazing series between those last like five or six top teams. You know, when you, you go yeah. Blazers, Suns, Nuggets, like to me, at those like six teams, like truly any one of them could come out of the West. I would take the Clippers. The Clippers would be my pick, but it wouldn't surprise me if any. You love the Clippers. I do. And dude, right. Rondo has changed them. Rondo, Rondo was a massive get for them at the trade deadline. Rondo helps for sure, but um, I'm I'm still probably taking. They were like nine and zero in their first nine games after Rondo. They went on some huge winning streak when they first traded for Rondo. I don't remember what it was. But... Couldn't beat the Knicks though. That's true. That's true. I mean, well, you know, it's a top four playoff team. It's a tough. It's a tough game. You know, it's like basically like saying I think, you know, uh, they didn't beat the Clippers think... or they didn't beat the the Suns or something. I, I think I still would take uh, – I still think I would take, like, the Suns over the, the over the Clippers. I don't know. I think Chris Paul is really – I don't know. They, they would be really close. They would be really close. Um, to me, it's – Chris Paul, like, in, in terms of – Chris Paul is obviously more talented than Rondo, but I think their basketball IQ is the same. Um, and, and playoff Rondo is a real thing. You know, you look at the numbers, playoff Rondo is real. But I'll, I mean, I'm not, you give me the, give me the Clippers supporting cast outside the point guards by a mile. It's not, I don't even think it's close. I mean, the thing is, I mean, if, I mean, if, I mean, if Obviously, Paul George I'm plays. I'm everyone healthy, you know. I mean, yeah, but if Paul George plays how he's supposed to play, then yeah, if Paul George plays how he's Paul been George's playing. Having, Paul George has been playing fantastic this year. He's been. He phenomenal. always does in the regular season. I know, I know. I know, but he's. I'm saying he's noticeably better than he was last year. If you've been watching Clippers, that Paul George has been really solid this year. Um, but you know, you're right. It's a different animal in the playoffs, and it always has been for him, well, at least since he left Indiana. Um, but uh, you know, wh- wh- so what about the East? We, we get Brooklyn. I mean, they're the heavy favorites to win it all. I think that's unbounded, but I get it. You know. Um, I think they're minus or plus two hundred. Last I checked, to win it all. Um, um, I don't. Uh, I, don't I don't really even know, know what to come th- out of the East. It's if they're plus two hundred. I don't know what to all, think of be, them. What? I don't know. It's like the like yeah. I, I think Brooklyn's gonna win. Um, Milwaukee's Milwaukee's had their number though. Milwaukee like. That's what I think. I think like Drew Holiday is he's taking care of Kyrie. Uh, Drew Holiday to yes. me changes the game for for uh, Milwaukee. You know how big of a Drew Holiday fan I am. Yeah, as am I. Uh, he, he he's the real difference maker on this Milwaukee team. That's not just like oh we got a slight upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. That's we got a true legitimate third. He's yeah, the that's, best that's, player on the team. He's better than Chris that's Middleton. That's what you're. I don't like. I don't know what he's aside from Giannis. Drew Holiday is the best player on the Bucks. It's it, it's close. It's definitely close because Middleton. Does a lot of things well too, but um, yeah, he's Drew Holiday's you know, forty, thirty, or fifty, forty, ninety guy. But if yeah, you gave I, me the I, choice, I'm taking Holiday every time. Yeah, I'm taking Holiday because he's more of a lockdown defender. But yeah, so now, yeah, like you're right. You put him on Kyrie, he holds his own with Kyrie. Then you put Giannis on Kevin Durant. Like, um, like no one's making it harder on Kevin Durant than Giannis. Exactly. Like that's 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 like. And Giannis you're, you're... is actually a good defender. It's not just oh I'm, oh yeah I'm big and long like. Giannis is an actually oh, good defender. for sure. And then and then you take Middleton, and then you could put him on someone like Harden. You know, like 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 they're both they're both similar players. They're both very like big for their position, tall guys, not the fastest. And Middleton's um, long too. He he's long. Yeah, he exactly. Get, he can get to those step backs. So, you know, so I think I think they do match up very well defensively. I mean, they beat they beat their they beat them the last two times. And I know you don't um, like Budenholzer, but I mean. It, and when you're putting him up against Steve Nash, LOL. I'll, I'll take Boone. You, you would think that. You would think that. You definitely would. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if Steve Nash can or can't coach. Um, He's running the Dan you know, offense. He's running the Sun. The he, Suns offense. He really. He really. He really hasn't had to coach. Um, that's also. That's the thing. Know, yeah, he hasn't really had to coach. Really hasn't had to coach. It's kind of. You know. So. You know, I don't. I think they're always slept upon because oh, it's the same old Bucks, the same old Bucks, kind of like the Raptors from when Kawhi's here. Oh, it's the same old Raptors, same old Raptors. We're not seeing them as a threat. The Sixers do have a chance. Well, that's um, what I think. Like, they look do. at the Raptors. Like, I think this is it is like a Kawhi situation in Milwaukee. 
Like it's not just the same for the last four or five years. Yeah, it was the same old Bucks. Yeah, but it's not. Drew Holiday is a true difference yeah. maker, just like Kawhi was a true difference maker. It's a, I think it's yeah. a really great comparison. I think Kawhi, like Drew Holiday, is the Kawhi Leonard of point guards in the sense that he does everything well. He's an elite defender, can score, can pass. He's everything you want in a point guard yeah. that is not your star player. He just never got respect, probably because where he played. He played in Philly when they were trash, and he played in New Orleans when they were New trash. Orleans, that's probably why, because you know everyone thinks knows he's good, but I don't think most people realize how good he is beyond numbers. I mean, yeah, um, New Orleans got Drew Holiday for fucking Nerlens Noel. What a steal that yeah. was! Yeah, you know, but I, um, I, I think I think Milwaukee's got. I don't know who they're playing, but I think Milwaukee's in the Western or Eastern Conference Finals this year again. I'm taking Milwaukee in a seven-game series over the Sixers. Well, right now they wouldn't. Right now it would be Philly, Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Brooklyn are going to play each other in the second round if they both win. So you're you're saying they'd be beating Brooklyn then in the second round, and it would be Philly, Milwaukee in that case. Okay, so then if if Milwaukee beats Brooklyn, they're my pick to go to the finals. Is what I'm saying for sure. It's just a hot take is what I'm saying, is that you would have the Eastern Conference Finals without the Nets. I mean, I I think... This is how it could shake out. It could yeah, shake I out mean, that I, way. Listen, I, my pick to go to the Finals, regardless of this, out of the East, is the Bucks. So w- whatever path that takes... They'd... Oh, your, 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 your pick is the Bucks for sure. Yeah, to go to the Eastern Conference oh, wow. Finals. I, I mean, did, to, go I to, the, know... to go to the NBA Finals from the East. Sorry. Yeah, I've, I haven't made a final pick yet. I mean, I'd probably have to go Brooklyn, but Milwaukee, I, I just think you can't discount them or, or Philly. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't like Brooklyn's defense. I, I think the defense is going to be a bigger problem than people are realizing in the playoffs. You get seven, no, it, it, you get seven games sure. to, to plan against this, and one one team's got a really good coaching staff or at least an experienced coaching staff, and the other one doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And the experience they do have is a resume of failure. It's a resume of disappointment in the playoffs. Because the, of, with the Dantoni. players? Yeah. Oh, with D'Antoni. Because D'Antoni is the most experienced coach on their staff in terms of NBA head coaching experience and playoff experience. But, I, you know... Who wants D'Antoni's resume? I mean, I'm sure, you know, obviously people in the business oh, you know, he made playoffs 15 fucking years and went to the Western Conference Finals 10 times but like who really wants that if it doesn't come with you know a finals appearance ever you know yeah it's 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 very similar to James Harden's you know yeah well who was the fucking coach there no I know but it's just like they're similar I know that I'm just saying like they're just like they're great on paper they're like they're so good on paper but you know, like what, like what are their legacies? Harden will have a better legacy, but it's because Harden you know. can win. You know, he's got the MVP awards. He's got he. You can always say he's he didn't have the talent, or he didn't have he ran into the Warriors, or you know, there's a whole there's a lot more excuses you can make for Harden. Chris Paul, yeah, I mean, it, it, and he's just you know he's adapted his game more clearly like how he is with Brooklyn he's becoming a pure point guard he's not shooting as much like D'Antoni's never evolved no it's almost to the point never of refu- like stubborn refusal to evolve yeah he's like the ultimate just yep I, i'm right on the cusp eventually one of these times is going to break my way which is yeah. like i mean it's not impossible like, cuz he was a game from it breaking his way you know he was one I mean, yeah ball, like that's where it's like if chris ball doesn't from, get hurt yeah he, that's that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the best chance they had, and no one's saying it's a guarantee. If Chris Paul played, they would have won. But there, I think. But I think we all agree it's very likely they would have won at least one of two because it would have been six or seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it would have been, and and they went, they went like, they went like all of twenty seven in that game seven. Like they lost by like eight or like not many points. And they went all of twenty seven at one point. Um, yeah. like the worst, like the worst stretch in, in NBA history for shooting. For one of the best shooting teams in NBA history, so um, yeah, it was it was really unfortunate events for them. But um, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. All right. Well, 
but with the NBA, you know, we still got a few days left, so we'll we'll know more next week when we record. Um, but let's switch over to the NFL to, uh, you know, Jesus's disciple himself, Timmy Tebow, <laughs> joining the Jacksonville Jaguars potentially on a, uh, a as a tight end, not a quarterback, as a tight end. Um, did he get it? He just got like a training camp invite, right? Or uh, it's not I, like I an think official so. contract contract. I, yeah, I think I think so. I think he's like, yeah. I mean, I think he signed with a chance to make. The yeah, it's team. like a not um, probably a non guaranteed training camp type deal, whatever that whatever that yeah. designation is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I know you got some feelings on it. Uh, there's, yeah, there's I a mean, lot to I, unpack here. People aren't happy about it for a it's, number. It's of a reasons. lot. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of perspectives to this. I know you're not the biggest Tebow fan. I'm a pretty big Tebow fan. Um. You know, obviously, we know Tim Tebow, one of the greatest college quarterbacks players of all time at Florida. Um, we know Urban Meyer was his coach at Florida. Of course, there's the, you know, obvious connection for maybe maybe someone that doesn't know a younger viewer. But so, you know, obviously, you know, for whatever reason, he had wasn't great. He wasn't great at the at the end uh, at his quarterback. He won some games. Completion percentage 47%, clearly wasn't great, but he did win that big playoff game. You know, you know, he really didn't have a job after Den Pats cut him. And once the Pats cut him, he was kind of pretty much, you know, said, fuck it. I'm going to make my dream true of no longer being a quarterback to being a baseball player. And, you know, and he's all been on that. And people have been like, it's about the process and him going for it. And he made it to double A or triple A, or I think he made it. What did he make it to? Uh, you have maybe a, briefly double, briefly, briefly triple A. Briefly, Triple A. I think Double A. He batted like two fifty or something, or two seventy. He wasn't two. I think it was like two seventy three. I want to say, but like he didn't have any power. He didn't have any. I mean, you look at the guy. You'd be like, how does he have no power? Because obviously, there's so much skill with hitting the ball. But um, he was an okay player, you know. But he and you know, I you know, give him props for you know, you know. He, and I'm sure I heard he was a fantastic teammate, obviously. But that was his dream. His, his thing was though, he didn't want to be on an NBA. NFL team. He didn't want to be an NFL player. He wanted to be an NFL quarterback. So if he couldn't be an NFL quarterback, he wanted to be his other dream of being a baseball player. Okay, you want to die on that hill, die on that hill. But now that his MLB career is pretty much done, or it is done, he's just going to play the NFL at all. I mean, it's kind of hypocritical because, and I guess, you know, a guy's going to make a job and, you know, doing, you know, but his, his, you know, he didn't want to just be in the NFL. He wanted to be in the NFL as a quarterback specifically. That was the hill he wanted to die. So he went to baseball, and now he's coming back as a tight end, a position he's never played before. Uh, he's probably undersized. He's obviously smaller, shorter for the position. He's he's obviously very jacked, but uh, he's never played it. The only target he ever tried to catch hit him in the head at, in, in, with the Jets. Uh, so I don't think he has great hands. Not to say that that only hand, but I, I've never really seen him catch. He, he probably doesn't have great hands. He's not particularly fast. Um, so it, it really begs the question, you know, obviously we know the clear connection, but what is going on here? Like what, what other than this, like what, what is Urban Meyer thinking? Like what other things are, are playing into this? Obviously it's politics. Like, you know, it, it, is it privilege? Like what, like what is going on here that, that he's getting this chance where you have people like Colin Kaepernick, who's not getting a chance. You have other sports. You have guys like Melo who get blackballed. You have other guys like, you know, Des Bryant who, who can play at the, and all these guys are trying to play at their current position. We know with the Colin Kaepernick, there's a lot of layers there as well, but they're trying to play their current position. Tim Tebow is playing a completely different position that he's never played before. He's 33 years old and he hasn't played in the NFL in nine years. So like, that's really crazy. Like it, nine, it, it's, been it, nine it's years. really crazy. So like, if you're going to bring up politics, if you're going to bring up things like privilege, yeah, I'm going to entertain that conversation by all means. And I'm a huge Tebow fan because how do all these other players not have these opportunities? Like, and yeah, I mean, uh, people have the conversation of, you know, you're taking someone else's spot. And yeah, it is true. You're taking someone else's spot. It is only one spot, but you are like, you're not telling me every tight end out of college that played at a legit program isn't better than him, isn't fast than him, doesn't have better hands than him. The best case scenario, if he made the team, is he's a blocking tight end occasionally. He's on like, you know, when they do, you know, when they're when they're doing kickoffs, he's on special teams. When they're kicking field goals, he's a blocking tight end. That's the best case scenario. Maybe he catches one pass like for, uh, for you know, uh, 
as a joke or like an end zone play because they want to get him a look. Like they did That's with the, the thing, Steelers. He wasn't like it's not like he's got he's some like Uber at like yes, he had running ability as a quarterback, but he wasn't. This isn't LeBron. Like this isn't LeBron. There's a legit like wow, this is a freak athlete. Like me, you know, he's frail or he's this, he's not he's weak minded, like 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 he has all the physical tools. Like, no, T Bone does not have the physical tools. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't it's not like he was some, he's strong. Some he's really fantastic, strong. but some fantastic athlete as a as a runner at quarterback. So what is his what is his uh, you know, after catch value, it doesn't really exist. You know, I, I don't get it. I, I think you're right. And, you know, and with the dismay we're hearing about from within the locker room, within the organization about him even being brought in to me, you're the biggest value Tebow brings is he's that he's such a great locker room guy. And, but that all goes out the window. If people are mad that he's there in the first place and that's no the report, people are mad that he's there. Exactly. No, and no one wants to listen to the dude that is, you know, preaching in the locker room that they don't even want there in the first place. Yeah, you know? I mean, you, you, you know, he's going to be a pastor in a, in a Jewish temple. You know, yeah, no it, it really, <laughs> it really, you know, if if you're if you're you know a black or African American player on the Jaguars, you got to be very upset. Obviously, we know what's gone on in the world, um, and and you know, and Colin Kaepernick, you know, he really he he's not on an NFL team. He had that one tryout. And Tim Tebow gets a shot before Colin Kaepernick. At the minimum, it's a terrible optic look. It's terrible. It's a terrible look. And if you're a black person on that team, you're gonna be fucking pissed. You're gonna be like, "Are you kidding me? This guy's yeah, it's understandable. This guy, yeah, it is understandable. Like after all the events have gone on, gone on, and you know, you know, gone on throughout the world last year, um, Colin Kaepernick looks a lot different than he did a few years ago. Looks a lot different than he did a few years ago after some of the events that oh, have yeah. happened. He really. You know, uh, you don't have it's, to like it's him. impossible to not have a opinion that Kaepernick has been blackballed in some way at some point. At minimum, yeah, for hundred percent. And then, and then, obviously, um, you know what what he stands for. You know what he's standing for. You know, there's there's certain merit. There's certainly is merit behind it. Um, and, and yeah, I mean that's the other thing. You know what Kaepernick's kneeling was all about is is. Kind of, you know, it's fucking unfortunately coming to fruition in front of our eyes over the last, you know, year and a half, two years. Yeah. It's really been amplified, you know, and obviously George Floyd is like the, the, the pinnacle is not the right word, but, you know, it's the prime the, example the, or, you know, yeah, prime example, the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, um, in terms of people finally like realizing what the fuck Colin Kaepernick was leaning or kneeling for. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Kaepernick, it's unfortunate what, what happened to him, but he's, you know, at very least the silver lining is that his, his message is being more legitimized over these past couple yeah, of years. It is taken seriously because it's I, a, it's a, it's a message with merit. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I would have liked to see him get a second chance at some point because he could play. That's the thing. He could play. Like he was his last season. They, they want people want to haters want to say he went four and whatever. He had sixteen touchdowns and four picks. Like you can play. Like you can play. Like he's just, not. He's not. There aren't thirty backups better than there aren't thirty two. No, backups no, no. Than. And he and he was a borderline starter at least when he was when he exactly. was exactly. I mean, if he plays the if he plays close to where he was playing when he last played, he's a top five or ten backup. And now it's obviously yeah, at worst. And now it's definitely a diff- different story. So many years have gone by, and you know he's thirty three. Years old, um, but yeah, how many years has he been out now? Four. Oh, m- more than that, I want to say. Five? I think I think it was fifteen or sixteen was his last year. So at least five say, or six it was years. Sixteen. At least at least five. I'd say probably five years. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's really it's not a good look. Um, people have reason to be upset, and Jaguar players in particular have reason to be upset. And it's like Urban Meyer, what what are you doing here? Like, what? you're running this like a college team with like walk-ons and politics and like high school. Like I like you, like you get away with that in high school and college, especially when you're winning. That's when you get away with it. Um, high school hasn't done anything. And it's not even like he's coming from another program, another team after success in the NFL. He's got no NFL experience or success. No, He's got a lot of people to prove like, you know, this isn't him coming into Ohio state after winning two titles at Florida. Nick Saban, like, got his ass kicked in the NFL like he was not you know what I mean like Nick Saban he's the greatest college coach by a mile yeah so he's got and you're doing stunts like this you're acting like a college coach and 
you know, if they don't go eight and eight or nine and seven or, you know, do really well, he's going to be under fire. It puts your players in a tough spot, too. It puts Trevor Lawrence in a tough spot now. It puts Tim Tebow in a compromised spot. These guys are going to be gunning for them. They, these guys are going to be like, they got this pretty boy with the with the flow. You bring in Tim Tebow. What is going on in Jacksonville? And and all I in all, they don't... they be okay with it because they love Tim Tebow, probably. That's the one thing that it'll be oh okay God, with. That, that, that's the one area of the country that'll... Except cut him. their leg off for Tebow. Yes, but but the but the team and other teams. I've I read other quotes. They're like, man, this guy got a shot for cap Jack. Like we're coming for him. Like yeah, yeah, you're coming for him. So I hope they don't. I hope Urban Meyer doesn't try and pass him off as like you know. Oh, he, clearly he's not. You know he doesn't make it as a tight ender. But they they try and use him as oh he can he can be a backup quarterback. He can be a wildcat type guy. He can be. No, he can't. I mean, the Je- all, the Jets like, worked it, and you know, he was an awful wildcat quarterback because he's not fast. Yeah, he's not that, athletic. Saying, he's that. not fast or athletic. So, like, I, I can I can just see that as like a potential out for them to get him on the team. You know what I mean? I think I think he's gonna get cut. I think he's gonna end up getting cut. And if he doesn't get cut, the here's gonna be a disaster. Um, yeah, I think he gets cut too. But it, it's. It's certainly ruffling feathers. It's and ruffling it's, feathers. And, and deservedly so. And speaking of ruffling feathers, no one does that better than Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yes. Um, he's got your hat, too. Got your hat. He's got... He's got... Uh, yeah, I mean, for a guy that's not even fighting, he, he stole the show. That's, an, that's another fighting. thing. It's his brother. He was just hanging out. He was just hanging out and causing trouble. Um, but I mean, hey, it, it, you know, he promoted the fight. I bet there is a whole group of people that think that Jake Paul is the one fighting Floyd Mayweather, like a whole bunch of Gen Zers that just saw those highlights or those things and are just like, oh, Jake Paul's fighting him. Nope, it's actually Logan. Yeah, no, I'm sure no, everyone no is... wins under his belt. Does, hasn't Logan not or did he beat the last guy? Was fought? it a tie? I don't know. I mean, Logan Paul, I'll be honest, though, Logan Paul is an insane shape. He's huge. Oh yeah, I know boxing is more than that. Clearly, as we've seen, but Logan Paul's in like looks in better physical shape than his than 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 Jake does. Um, I don't know cardio wise, but like physically, he he's a monster. Um, you know, obviously, so and he's so much bigger than Floyd, and Floyd's the one of the greatest, you know, of all time. So you know, now Floyd's saying he might fight Jake. Um, you know, and if you're Floyd, like people are like, "Oh, it's awful for boxing." If you're Floyd, it's a hundred million dollar payday. What are you gonna say no to it? Is he making that much? I know. I don't it, think I, he's making that much. I know he's probably he's not, but I think in total, that's what it, it it's it's. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, I, I bet Floyd's walking away with like, you know, somewhere between twenty, thirty million. I mean, I yeah, of course you'll knock someone out for that much money and and easy um, work. He, there's he very well could be working for about thirty seconds if he wants to. Yeah, I mean. He's obviously you know, he, he's gonna bet on he's gonna bet on himself and whatever. And he's gonna put he on a show. On. Yeah, he's gonna put on a show. Yeah, that's what he did with McGregor too. Yeah, you know people. Pe- McGregor. McGregor gave McGregor him scares certainly... though. McGregor gave him yes. sc- of 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 wow getting. I think Mc, with with the McGregor fight, it was it's it's interesting because that's like the first time that happened and it was like people thought it was a joke, but they were also obviously people that are like, oh, McGregor is a striker, and now you have this other yeah. new shit, and it's like. People think it's more of a joke, but now with, with, um, but with McGregor, like he got in shots and Floyd, you could tell he took a couple licks and was like, wow, I didn't think I would take licks like that. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, McGregor, McGregor definitely put up a better performance than a lot of people thought he would, but it was clear when, when Floyd wanted to win that fight, he, he won the fight. Yeah. He, he, I mean, you don't bet on yourself to win in one round. And, and that's what, and that's what he's going to do. Starts, and that's, that's what he'll do here. You win. Hopefully it's a later round and I'm sure it will be because we want to see a show. And I, I'll be honest. I want to see, I want to see if Logan Paul can get, get a couple shots in. I mean, I know it's probably really unlikely. I mean, you know, he's really what's, not. I mean, what's his strat? His strategy has got to be. What is he? Too, aggressive. What is he? 200 pounds? 190? And like, and, and Floyd's like 145, like. Yeah, he's definitely got the the size on him for sure. I mean, I, I mean, if he if like a, let's be it's honest, it's a conundrum if, because you can't you can't like you, to take advantage of that size, you have to be aggressive. But you're being aggressive against the the best defensive fighter in in yeah. history. So what happens you know? though, like if he connects on a on a if he connects on like an uppercut or like a cross, if he somehow is able to 
connect on a clean cross. Like Floyd's never been hit by someone that big before. Um, yeah. Like I what is it? What does it do to him? His hope. I mean, yeah. That's 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 obviously. I'm just curious what it would do. Like, does he just shake it off? Does he stumble? Does like, like, and obviously that's probably not going to happen. Like, I'm sure he'll get certain shots in that are just aren't clean, but like a clean, a clean shot, like an uppercut, like from a 190 pound, like, you know, dude, that looks like he's benching 350, 400. Like, you know, what does that do to him? I'd like to see it. Yeah. It I would mean, be, it, you're right. It would be the first time Floyd got hit in at least publicly in a ring by someone that big for sure. I mean, he's going against the little guys. He's going against the Manny Pacquiao's. I mean, you know, I mean, I hope it's entertaining from ball game. I really hope it's entertaining, but yeah. you know, Jake's got his hat though. So got your hat. So I don't, I mean, and Jake Paul is just the, 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 the mastermind genius behind this all clearly. I mean, stealing the show, hate on him all you want, but he's just, he's laughing his way to the bank. He is. He is. And he's going to, I mean, I would be very surprised if he doesn't fight Floyd at some point in the next oh, year and a half, sure. two years. Um, it's just, I don't mind it at all. It's entertaining. Um, I, I bet on Jake Paul every time he fights and, and he, and he proves, I I mean, if he, if he versus uh, Floyd, I won't be betting on him, but um, I like these. No, I, 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 I wonder if he's got the balls to step in the ring with Tyson. Mike Tyson? Three-year-old Mike Tyson. Uh, they're like friends. That's not going to happen. They're like they're like kind of cool. I know, but I I know I know, but it would be it would be interesting to uh, see if he'd be willing I don't to think take that, on someone like that. I Tyson don't, would eat him alive, but it, but I don't think that, I don't even know if there's a more. I don't even know if I'd want to see that because like we saw Tyson in that in that Roy Jones, and that was kind of like that was the same fight, obviously, with when he killed Nate I Robinson. I think it was like that because of the way that, exhibition. Yeah, it was like not really graded and everything. I mean, Tyson won that fight. He looked great. Tyson won that fight hands down. He looked great in the, the first three rounds, called, and then the, the fact they called that a I lost draw like was I lost like, like six, was, I lost like sixty bucks on that. I was so pissed. But it like it was insulting to people's intelligence to call that a draw, as a lot of boxing officiating is. But like the like the fourth or fifth round on whatever last four or five rounds, it it was it was it was sloppy, and you know it was old guys going at it. But yeah, he obviously was the better boxer, and um, but. I don't. I, I'd rather him fight like a legit boxer or a Mayweather or another uh, like a uh, a Nate Diaz. I'd love a Nate Diaz fight. Like someone his size. Oh, I would love a Nate Diaz fight. Like, um, like Askren can't strike. Like that was not surprising. Like I know you thought like Askren had a better chance than I did. I know. I know. I thought Askren had like literally like zero chance. Um, because you said he I hired. I just thought he was gonna put up a better fight than that. I mean, until I saw him. When I saw what he looked like at the weigh-in, it's like yeah, the, the dude looked like he spent the last twenty years on a couch. And it's not he like like some regular dad in the, the middle America. There's people that do that in in the jujitsu and MMA world, and they're just gonna like armbar you, and they're gonna triangle you, and give you a kimura, and gonna make you squeal. But like boxing isn't that. Boxing you need to be in shape. Like you can't like in jujitsu you can be skinny and have not have a pound of muscle, and you can hold your own. That's just like if you if you're that good on the ground with your submissions and you get to the ground. But like with boxing, like unless it's like the flight, you know, the 130, 120 pounds, you need muscle. You need to be in shape. You need to have abs. You need to have core. You need to have legs. And Askren has none of that. Like I was looking at him just laughing. I'm like, just like, why didn't I put a thousand dollars on this? I put like a hundred or something. I'm like, why didn't I put more on this? I'm just like, yeah, this is like. I'm like, I like people were telling me some people were like 99 percent chance Askren wins. I'm like, really? Like, are you yeah, kidding those me? Those people are just those people are just the people that hate that Jake Paul exists. That's the thing. It's you like, know? like you can hate Jake Paul you want, like hate him. He's a douchebag. This that whatever. He's a decent boxer, and he's gonna he's gonna take these guys apart that aren't real boxers. But someone like Nate Diaz to me, Nate Diaz is a good like a really good striker in the MMA. McGregor Diaz, I would I would like to see that even if it's not a boxer because I'd like to see that. Like we know McGregor can hold his own. Yeah, I think that would be a real, actual boxing match for them. Who would you, who would you McGregor. have? Who would you take, McGregor or, or, or Jake Paul in a, uh, in a in a in a in a boxing match? Who would you take in that? Um, I think it'd be a good fight. I, I think it'd be a good fight. I'd have a tough time not taking McGregor in that fight. I would take McGregor as well. I think. Yeah, I I just you know, someone who go, goes up against Floyd like the way he did. 
and not, you know, like obviously he he lost and one of the greatest player, strikers but... in, in in UFC history as well. Yeah, exactly. He he's no joke, and there's no one fucking tougher than Connor. You know, it's not. That I mean, yeah, he, he wins he, every time. They stopped that, right? Like he like they stopped it, right? The Mayweather fight was yeah. stopped. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was. It was a good stop. He was woozy. No, was, yeah, no, but he he wasn't. There was no quitting him. Um, yeah, exactly. He wasn't. He wasn't going down. He wasn't gonna. He was. It wasn't him. That was. That was kind of like the the, the more surprising thing. It was like that. Like Mayweather couldn't knock him to the ground. Like Mayweather, like did not like like he was not going down. Yeah, he was lighting him up in that. Like, that I mean, that's and why he, it got stopped. He was I know, and he pummeled. was just, he was just taking them and not not hitting them like hitting the mat, and then. Um, but I, man, I mean, remember that night watching the Askren, Jake Paul, Oh, he was lighting him up. Like, I mean, yeah, or that was, one, that one punch quick, that punch. Oh my God. That was, that was yeah. clean. Well, we'll see on what is it? June 6th. I think that fight is June 5th or 6th. It's coming um, up. Yeah. It's like three yeah, weeks, right? Not, not too long ago. Um, last couple things, uh, we got uh, the the back to the NFL. The the Oakland Raiders are have announced they are putting a nightclub in the end zone of their stadium, or you know, in the seats in the end zone of their stadium. Uh, partnership with Win, um, so it's going to be you know they they're branding it as a, you know premier A list DJs are going to be performing there during games. Um, you know, I mean, after all, it's Las Vegas. They gotta they gotta stay true to their where they are now. Um, I, wa- I really wonder how much tickets are going to be to be in that, though, because it it stretches the entire width of the field. It's a it's eleven thousand square feet. The club, and it, it looks pretty nice in the mockups they they sent out today. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what do we what do we think about that? Just the idea of having a legit club going on in the game, <clears throat> in the game. I, you know, how's that going to work with the sound in the field? We're going to have Tiesto bumping tunes while there's uh, a game going on I don't, how, yeah i don't know how it's be. i don't know if it's i'm assuming it's like halftime and it's during the game yeah i mean it's it it didn't look like there was a cover over it i mean the the picture they showed was like the club from facing the field like the fucking goal post is right in front of them and then you got the whole width of the field is covered by the the club i don't know that you know vip tables and bar and I think they're gonna have like forty-five TVs or something like that. I don't know why you'd need a TV if you're gonna be right on the field, but um, yeah, I mean, it looked like a, a prime setup, you know, in terms of both a club and location within the stadium. It's a, it's a interesting, you know, it's taken Jerry World to the next level. Jerry World's got like a yeah, I mean, but I, I, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I want to see how it plays out. At least they're doing something in Oakland, unlike. Many other Oakland franchises, like the Oakland Athletics, who look like they're going out. Yeah, yeah. A's announced today that they are going to officially seek potential relocation with uh, after. I don't know if there was trouble. There's been trouble in getting approval on a new stadium for them. That which thing's would be a, a dump. Multi-purpose that thing's stadium. A dump. It's it's terrible. But they want to do a multi-purpose stadium again. That's what that is. But they want to obviously do a new one that actually is legitimate. Um, but I mean, Oakland, what a what an embarrassment for that city. You know, it's a it's a city that you know doesn't really have much besides much identity besides its its Raiders. You know, its sports teams. Oakland and, and you're for about me lose. is like a Cleveland type city, but Cleveland is least like has their sports and they're like loyal and like. They support their sports. Yeah, it's like a West Coast Cleveland. You yeah. can almost say that. Um, like it's like I mean, why it's like why would anyone want to so go to vacation in Cleveland? I've never heard anyone do that. Like why would anyone want to go to vacation in Oakland? Yeah, you're going to San Francisco. Going to San Francisco. I'll go to I if mean, I want to go south. Oakland I'll go to love Oakland. People from Oakland love it. Like good for them and, and and good for them. Uh, I mean, it's I've good exactly. I've you never want, been there and and I and they love their teams. They love their Raiders. They love their Warriors. That's the problem, you know, they, like the team, the, the, they're such like dedicated fans to those yeah. teams and still let them walk away. You it's know, sad. they lose it, all three of their pro sports teams. It's a fairly small city, or at least I don't know what their population is, but it's it, mindset wise, it, it can, how people perceive it. It's a fairly small market, you it's, know, it's really, and, it's really awful. And they're going to lose three, all three of their sports teams in the span of three years. I feel awful for the it's fans. Insane. I, I do too, because there's. So, I mean, the Raiders fans are next level dedicated, 
but and, now, and I mean the Raiders I mean, weren't great there. They had their time. The Oakland A's have been very good. Uh, me, me, I mean, and you know, pretty good to like above average. And then you had the Warriors, who were as good as it gets. Um, so it really doesn't yeah. matter the performance of the team. It's just they're they're just you know, it's it's really sad. At least the Warriors uh, are close still. You know, yeah, the Warriors moved across the river, so it's not like. If you live in Oakland, you can still go to Warriors games. Yeah. You just got to drive a half hour further, you know? It's yeah. not the end of the world. It's like the Niners moving to Santa Clara, you know? Yeah. It's, if it's not the end of the world. But, like, the, the obviously the Raiders going and the A's, they're not talking about moving to San Francisco. The A's are talking about moving, you know, f- to Vegas. the fucking country, potentially. Right, if the I'm Vegas the A's, I go the, to – it doesn't even sound good. The Las Vegas A's, the, I mean, it sounds weird. I don't know. Um the the Vegas I wonder A's. If they change the name if they go to Vegas. And then I would I would I would uh, like it's funny you look at stadiums and then you know what are the shitty like the shitty franchises that don't not shitty run franchises but just the ones that 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 get no support and no uh, no funding and everything. Uh, you have the Rays, uh, maybe just as bad if not worse of a stadium, just as good as a team. Um, their yeah, fans I mean, suck. Though. Their fans actually a... suck. Their fans like Rays fans are terrible. So it's they're all it's all transplants. Yeah. In, so in move Tampa. move move the Rays to Nashville. Move the A's to Vegas, and then um, you know in Nashville I, or Charlotte. Move the Rays to Nashville or let's Charlotte. get a couple expansion teams going. Let's get in a couple. Of, you know what? You know where I want to bring a team to Montreal. I think yeah, I think those are fun. Montreal I, is a fun fucking city. I'll I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because love me some Montreal. Some things can't got canceled. On both my bachelor yeah. parties to Montreal, that's neither here nor there. But um, I, you know, Charlotte, I think would be a good idea. Um, but I, I think for me, you know, if you have Nashville, I think that there's less of a need for Charlotte because they're similar. I mean, they're not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. You know, and both are huge baseball towns, ba- baseball yeah. areas. You know the Carolinas are massive in baseball, like, and there's like, such a gap. If there was one, I would take from... it. If, if there's one, like that's that's solid, because then it's like more than just the Braves down there. Exactly, because you go, you go what? To, you go to DC in. You got the Nationals in DC, and then the next team down is the Braves, and that's that's like four states. Yeah, you know, and they're not small states. That's a, no, they're that's not. Probably a thousand miles between those two teams. You know, that's a that's yeah. a big distance. Um, but there's also kind of a dead zone in there. I mean, you have the Reds in Ohio, and then um, there's no team in India. You got the, you know, the in Iowa, Chicago Minnesota. Teams. I mean, yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota. Twins. Oh, you mean Minnesota? Yeah, you the, do the Cardinals. So you're you're kind of sandwiched in between the the Cardinals and the uh, the Reds. Yeah, general area. But Tennessee's a, a huge baseball town. The Vols are uh, and in Vanderbilt, two premier college baseball programs. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, there's definitely a market in both of them, and I, I think all of those locations are good. Even Portland. Portland has been hammering not a bad idea for a baseball team. Uh, so they Oakland moving to Portland, that wouldn't be that far. I mean, obviously it's still far, but, like, you know, consider all considered. They wouldn't have to move divisions and, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, not that they would with Vegas either. But, you know, it, it, listen, expan- expansion would be nice, but expansion's – hard the way baseball is set up now we'd need a realignment because if you're adding two there's only 30 teams but if you're adding two teams there's six divisions so then you're going to have one division with an extra team in each league well they, it's going to be well like they had the Astros they, they had the nl central always had six and the al west always had four that's what i'm saying well for 10 years but still you know, i mean 15 it, years yeah, I mean, it's um, obviously, like, not fair and more less fair to one, you know, but, what well, I mean. Yeah, well, I think that's what I'm saying. You'd have to realign stuff, you know. You'd have it to. Would, the numbers wouldn't work out you, perfectly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Unless you, what I mean, what would you have? You'd have, you'd have you'd 16 have teams. Three, you'd have to do four divisions got, of four. Got, Is that what you're saying? Four divisions of four in each four, league? three divisions of six. What? Those are the two options. What do you mean? Oh, no, yeah, no, because we have 16. Yeah, it would have to be four divisions of four, yeah. Yeah, it would have to be like the NFL. Potentially wouldn't be – I mean, this is the thing. I, I don't like messing with history that much in that regard of, like, the game. But it would be nice for, like, certain teams that, like, you know, you have a little bit more of a chance now, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like – I mean, 
four compared to six, you know, that's a huge difference. Or five, you know. It's true. I mean, if you're it's like true. a shitty team, like in that and that AL West, like you got to be better than three teams, like. You know, yeah. I mean, but it also makes the team, you know, the AL East all of a sudden is easier for the Yankees and Red Sox or the Rays. You know, I, I if the Rays, I mean, if they're one of the teams moving, they could potentially be realigned. But yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it changes things. But I, I baseball expansion to me is I think they definitely move before there's expansion. No, yeah, um, I, I would move and then possibly more expansion. But we need more eyeballs on the game. We need more excitement. We need more. Uh, more fans in general, so they they both can I do think, that. And I think those moves would do that. Yeah, I think you so know? too. I, I think they would, would still it, be it, Vegas. Uh, would you know would still go to Vegas or they'd still be fans. Yeah, they'd still yeah. be fans. I mean, so. it's not like the Raiders aren't filling it up. They no Vegas would they they'd figure it out. And Nashville or Charlotte would be fantastic with with a baseball team. Yeah. Um, because they're both good good summer cities, too. You know, they're both hot in the summer. It's not like you're moving them to fucking Minnesota where the first two months of the year you're freezing your dick off. Yeah. But um, who, who the hell told Minnesota to build an outdoor stadium? I don't I mean, a bunch of idiots. I don't know. That's why they always get swept early in the playoffs. They don't want to be cold in November. <laughs> yeah, that's a team that, like, um, I'm never going to buy. Yeah, no. Especially as a Yankee fan. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, as always, be sure to follow us on social, uh, Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. And uh, check out the website and the store. And we will be back next week for another episode.